Hello and welcome to the Moms Everyday Podcast. I'm Liz Hayes. And I'm Nikki Bates. Moms Everyday is produced by moms for moms, and our mission is to make mom's life easier. And in addition to this podcast, we have a weekly parenting TV show. To find out where you can watch us in your area, go to momseveryday.com. Our guest today is Jamie Glowacki, mother of one and author of Oh Crap Potty Training. So she fell into potty training, pun intended, during her time as a social worker and now helps other moms train their kids with what she's learned. And frankly, anyone who's done a five-part series on poop is a hero in our book. So welcome to the podcast, Jamie. A five-part YouTube series. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There we go. And full disclosure, Nikki and I are both in the thick of potty training our kids, so we're really excited to pick your brain. Um, You describe your book is more of a book of questions and answers rather than a method. So tell us, what is the most common question you get when it comes to potty training? Oh, golly. I don't, I don't know that there's the most common question, probably like, when do I start or how do I, you know, my big battle is the uh, wait till they're ready theory. And so I'd say it's, you know, not necessarily a question, but that, that, that concept, you know, is the biggest issue. But okay, I get, so when I do you start? Of, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, so my time frame is 20 to 30 months. And I think that's just a really ripe opportunity because there's a lull in developmental learning. So up until 20 months, they're still mastering, you know, eating, walking, separation anxiety, all these basics. And then they have this lull. And the next developmental thing is individuation. And that is when your child realizes they're separate from you. So up until this point in time, they think you're one. So if they bonk their head, they think you feel the pain. And so right around three, they start separating from you and it's the age of free will and choice, right? The three-nager, sometimes it's the tail end of the terrible twos. And if you put pee and poop on top of that, you end up with battles. So my typical age range is 20 to 30 months. It can absolutely be done before that. I have plenty of people who potty train at 16, 17 months, and it can absolutely be done after that. But in my broad, you know, you have to remember I work with thousands of people. <laughs> so I see more trouble after three than I do at two. All right. Well, I'm screwed then. So. <laughs> not screwed. You're not screwed. I think it's, how old's your child? He's almost three, but uh, yeah, we are in the thick of, he's definitely an individual now and we're, yeah. we're already in those control, the, the control struggles. So what, what I tell people is just be aware that there's going to be less learning and more behavior so that you just need to be prepared. So like parents who have like a three or three and a half year old and they've waited, they go in thinking, oh, I'm just going to teach, but no, you're going to teach this little personality. (laughs) Um, And so I just, I say, be aware. And I always say, you can't have a power struggle, right? Because they're going to win. It's the one and only time in their entire life, they literally hold the power. So you want to work with, I say, work with the grain of their personality. If they're uh, oppositional, be oppositional back. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, uh, that goes into one of my big no's, which is never ask if they have to go to the bathroom, but you could always be like, I can beat you to the potty, or I bet you can't fill this thing, you know, this potty with, with pee, or you can be sort of challenging. You know, you want to work with their personality, not against them. So you're a big advocate not asking them if they want to try and go sit on the potty for a while. Holy you want to- crap, no. <laughs> no. You know, what, what's the answer? No. No, yeah. <laughs> it's always 100% going to be no. So especially in the early days, Number one, I, I'm against trying. 
commit to potty training or don't commit. If you're gonna try, come on, even Yoda's like, there is no, there is no try, there is only do, or whatever his saying is in Star Wars. You trying, like it's somebody who's trying to quit smoking is not quitting smoking. They're thinking about it. They're not actively doing it, right? So when you commit, you commit, you don't try. And I wouldn't ask a child to try because they're, they're not, they're not gonna. <laughs> the phrase uh, poop or get off the pot is immediately coming to mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, and I, I could go on so many tangents, but let me try to stick with the, the question. Yeah, you don't want to ask ever because again, you will just get a no and then you're kind of put in a, you're automatically in a power struggle because now you, you weren't really asking, you were telling. <laughs> you just phrased it as a question. <laughs> so rather than asking, you say, okay, now it's time to go potty. Yeah, a statement, a choice, or a challenge. So a statement is, uh, you know, yes, it's time to go potty. Come with me. Let's go. Uh, a choice, do you want to use the big potty or the little potty? Do you want to go first or second? That kind of thing. And a challenge is, do you want to beat me to the potty? I'll race you. And that works really well for the, the sort of kids who are already in that oppositional phase of toddler. That's so, the other thing. When you do it earlier, they're not in that phase yet. So you want to capitalize on it when they still really like you and want to please you because that ends. <laughs> what <laughs> about bribes then? How do bribes play into I'm against game? bribes. I'm against candy. I'm against bribes. Mostly because I think you don't need them. Um, I will use them if, if there's a question, is the child getting it or is this behavior? Because if you can, if your child can pee on command for a piece of a little M&M, &M, uh, then they can do it. So then you're dealing with behavior. The biggest problem that I see, and I know tons of people use rewards and bribes to potty train, but what you never see on Facebook is that some parents end up in family therapy because of rewards. I have, I'm working with a client right now who's promised her kid a trip to Disney for a poop in the potty. That's unbalanced. That's excessive. So, and so it, it can end up in a nightmare and nobody ever brags about that. So you don't hear about that, right? Nobody's ever on Facebook like, hey, I used M&Ms and guess what? Now I'm in family therapy over candy. <laughs> and you, end up, you end up with this, um, you end up with a power struggle about candy and not about potty training. And the biggest thing I think is keep it in, this is what we all do. We pee and poop in the toilet. Like, is the more real life you can keep it, do you reward your kid for sleeping through the night? Like, they wake up and you're like, hey, eight hours, have an M&M. No, you know what I mean? So I don't think, there's going to be time for bribes later on, but I don't think at two or three you need to start that. I've made so many mistakes <laughs> in I'm these like, couple well, minutes. Screwed again. <laughs> no, 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 no. And they can all be fixed, you know? And the biggest thing is whatever mistakes you're making, just stop. And you can always, I'm a big believer in just apologize to your kid. Be like, hey, I, I've been doing this wrong. We're going we're gonna to fix it now. Um, there is only one mistake that I can't fix, which is pooping on request in a diaper. Uh, so that's my big, please don't do that. Everything else can be fixed. I swear. <laughs> because I've, I've used potty charts. And um, my daughter, she's four now. And... I tried to start training her about two and a half and it just wasn't working. And, um, and she's, she's very defiant by nature. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I used a potty chart and that actually is what got her to do it and it worked, but yeah, it was, Oh, she knows she's going to get a sticker and she puts it on the chart and that's exciting for her and whatever. So it worked, but now I'm dealing with regression. So she had like one bad poop, 
she, we had people over and I don't know if like I wasn't there to help her go to the bathroom or whatever. And she had an accident. And then after that, she held her poop for like a week. I mean, she kept holding it. She kept holding it. And then, and now it's like, she doesn't want to poop. She's afraid it's going to hurt. She has like fear about it. And Mm -hmm. I, I'm experiencing this regression now, which is so frustrating. Yeah. What can you recommend? That's a consultation. That's not a, that's not a podcast situation. (laughs) (laughs) I need serious help. No, you do. You do need one-on-one. Pooping withholding is a big deal and it happens. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's getting to learn her personality and your routine and working one-on-one. I would, if anybody on your program that's listening, I would get help. I have consultants that are under me and I do consulting too, because it's just really hard. It's not hard to fix. It's just that you have to learn. There's no pat answer. But it's, it is a common thing. I mean, it is normal oh, yeah, for kids to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's normal. Uh, you know, clearly something happened that freaked her out. Mm-hmm. So, but it, poop withholding is, is not uncommon. I would mm-hmm. say that. So speaking of the consultants, kind of tell me how you got into this journey because now you're like this poop expert and you started as a social worker. I mean, this is kind of a, you have to admit, there's a little bit of humor in that when you're talking about what you do and you're like this poop expert now. No, there's a, there's a lot of humor because I was actually a circus performer and, <laughs> and then I went into social work. So there's like this whole, which I always say I was a circus performer and a social worker. Like, why wouldn't I deal with toddlers and poop? Those are like the two best careers to, to coalesce into poop. Um, yeah, I was a social worker. I worked with um, moms who were dual diagnosed in San Francisco, so they had mental illness and substance abuse. I worked one-on-one with them and their kids. Uh, it, you know, they had four or five-year-olds in diapers, and these women you know, needed financial help, so it was expensive to be in diapers. I was like, oh, let me figure out how to potty train, but I wasn't a mom, so I didn't care. No emotional investment whatsoever. It was not a hot button for me. Um, I interviewed hundreds of moms, like my mom's age. So I'm 48, my mom's 70. Figured out what, they all did the same thing. They all, you know, some of them got a little abusive. So I weeded out that. And I taught these moms how to potty train. It was, it was part of my job. It wasn't any, it wasn't a thing. Fast forward to having my son. My son turned 22 months and I was like, I had moved back to Rhode Island and my you know, I told my mom friends, I was like, oh, I'm out. I got a potty train. And I was met with uproar. Like, you can't potty train a boy at 22 months. And that's too early. And I was like, it was my very first time even knowing it was a thing. I was like, you guys are high. This is when you do this. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I don't care what, what y'all do. So I potty trained my son and, uh, and it, oh my God, he was like famous. It was so weird. We'd walk and, you know, we'd go into Whole Foods and people would be like, is that the boy who's potty trained? And <laughs> so weird. And so um, I literally started having people over my house, like a Tupperware party, but like a potty party because everybody wanted to know the trick. And I was like, what trick? There's no trick. It's a process. A, you got to go to A to B to C to D. And I owned a children's store at the time that had like a back, you know, back room that I could hold classes. So I started holding classes and they were selling out and I kept charging more and they were selling out. And then people started coming into my store, like not to buy stuff, but cause I was the potty training lady. It was so weird. And then I was like, okay, let me put this, let me write this down because so many people miss my class or whatever. And I can't just over the counter while I'm ringing up clothes, be like, Oh, here's what you do. You know? 
I put it on a website. Oh my God. I didn't even know how to cut and paste. And I designed this website just to let you know, like it was the worst website ever. And, <laughs> and the book started to sell. It just started to sell. It was the weirdest thing. And then pediatricians were calling me. Can I print this out for my waiting room? And all of a sudden I was on the map. All of a sudden I'm answering emails about potty training. I ended up having to sell my store because I was the potty training lady. I wasn't the store lady. Um, yeah. And then it just kept taking off and building and building and building. Now you touched on this too, that they were like, you were some kind of wizard because it was a boy that early. Now I want to hear from you. Is that a myth? Do you think that Absolutely girls or boys are easier? No, nope. it's a, it, boys are easier. They can pee anywhere. They can yeah, pee really. anywhere. They're so much easier to pee. Um, no, it is a myth. It's a complete myth. And it baffled me at first. So I got into this so organically, like, of course, I didn't have my, uh, what do I want to say? Professional personality. So I used to take umbrage at this because I'd be like, what? Your girl's not smarter than my boy. Like I was, I used to get like scary about it. Um, and I, I really sat with it and I really, I, I dug into anatomy. I dug into where the nerve endings are. Um, and I could not for the life of me figure out where this myth came. And then over the years, I started to, as probably about five years ago, I really got into how the genders in general respond to information. And the male mind is very linear. The female mind is very social. So our mind goes, shoom, right? Have you ever been to a party with your spouse? And you go like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so fighting and this and that and the other thing? And the guy's like, I know where the beer was. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> like, so it is, and it's not, and, and I don't, it's not coming down on guys. It's not a, a judgment at all. It's that, that boys in general tend to just work like, give me the information. Don't give me extraneous information and give it to me in a linear aspect. So I say with boys, it's almost easier to think of like puppy training. Go, sit, pee, up, wash. That's it. And so we, and if you, so check it out. Who's doing most of the training? Women. So you got a, a female mind, potty training a male mind. And so we're like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Oh, you're so cute. Oh my God. And so, and I swear that's the difference. Wow. You know, and of course, this is a huge generalization, but, but that's the main difference is I think boys just don't need the chatter and they just need, give them the facts. But do they need, do they, boys and girls, do they need that positive reinforcement and that congratulations? Or you're like, no, this is what you're supposed to do. You don't need to have a party because you peed. You don't have a party. I wouldn't have a party any more than I would have a party when they learned how to walk. The same thing you would do with any milestone. Good job. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You must be proud of yourself. I'm a big, I'm really a child advocate. And I think, you know, we do, we are in charge of these milestones, but it doesn't mean we have to be authoritative about it. So I like to reflect, you know, wow, you must be really proud of yourself. That must feel good. Does your belly feel good? You know, if they do a big poop, wow, your body must feel good. So I think there's congratulations, but I also think that if you go over the top, you set in a perfection anxiety. And so I've seen that like, oh my God, you're paid. And then they're like, well, I don't want to do this wrong now because you're like really happy about it. <laughs> so I'm just going to pee my pants because that's easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing I think is challenging just with potty training in general is like the comparisons between kids or moms like oh well my kid was potty trained dude that's the at, entire it's like problem with potty training. i feel so guilty because like you know my daughter was three you know yeah and my friend's kid was 
barely two and and I feel guilty about it yeah yeah but that's that's motherhood in general and I don't know why potty training incites so many experts like it's all over Facebook too and sometimes I even have to take people down I'm like really because you potty train three kids like I've potty trained thousands are we gonna get into a pissing match here because it's not cool um you know and it's really frustrating and I tell people all the time, I don't care. I, don't, I really don't care when you potty train. Like, I don't, I have no investment if your kids go to college in diapers. I really don't. I find my job is just, I see the bigger numbers that nobody else sees. So I feel like it's my job to warn you. Like, okay, this is what's going to happen if you wait till after three. It becomes harder because of this, not because of that. If you potty train before 20 months, it's a little harder learning. You're not going to get that behavior, but it's going to take longer for them to learn. So that's sort of my take on it. Um, but the mom judging, I don't know why potty training, it, and you're screwed. You're screwed either way because either you waited so long or you're pushing them. Oh my God, you're totally pushing, you know? So do, I just want, I want moms to sink into their intuition. When does it feel right for you? When does it feel right? And just make sure you're not doing what I call paralyzed parenting. So there's so much information now that I find that parents are like, frozen and they won't do anything. And so I just don't want you know what you're looking for. Like if you are waiting for your child to be ready, be very clear about what you're waiting for because the child's not going to take off the diaper and be like, Hey, I'd like to use the toilet now. That's not what ready looks like. So I always try to give people what does ready look like? So you know, the signs, because if you don't know what you're looking for, I have private clients right now who are six and seven who are never ready. You know what I mean? So right now, my biggest concern is preschool, um, because right now, the one that I have that's two and a half, uh, most of the preschools in my area say that you have to be potty trained before they can be enrolled. And I know parents who have much less time than I do who are freaking out right now. So what do you say to those parents who maybe only have a very short period of time before they have to get the kid to preschool or they're out of options, they have to get them potty trained in order to do that? Is it too late? No, you just got to, you got to do it. <laughs> One of the things, so a couple of but things. But what's like a reasonable timeline to expect? I'd say like three to seven days to get over the major hump. You're still going to have to watch. You're still going to have to prompt, but you should feel like they're getting it. You know, it shouldn't be too much of a struggle. Um, the biggest, I mean, the working parent, the parents who work outside the home are really screwed because daycares now like refuse to help daycares are ridiculous. And then preschools need them perfectly potty trained. And I, I understand why, but then the working parent gets like a week. So that's really hard. Um, the biggest thing I would say is do it at that age. Really? I can tell you, even if that wait till they're ready is in the back of your head, they are so developmentally capable, so capable. So you have to go in knowing that. And the biggest thing is if you have to potty train in a time frame. Be calm. Look at the next hour ahead of you. So what happens is you go in, you go balls to the walls because it's a week. You have a week and you have to go to preschool and you've already paid and it's really expensive. It's got to get done and you are, that pressure is going to kill the process. So you have to, I just try to keep parents really grounded in the moment. Potty training turns on a dime. It's a chaotic disaster till the minute it's not. And then you're like, oh my God, they're sitting in pain. This is great. So like, that's the hardest part is just look at today look for progress and just keep, keep breathing, have some wine in your Cheerios and just be like, 
And literally in your podcast, you talk about how that, um, that stress will manifest physically. Like their sphincter will close up when they feel the stress. They will, they will. And that, that will be, you will see. I mean, that's probably the biggest problem that happens when potty training goes wrong is parental pressure. And the other thing, like you had said, uh, uh, Liz, I think said, you know, you get, you feel this pressure from other parents. Like, okay, you've announced. That's why one of my big announce, my big no-nos is don't say anything on Facebook because now you've announced it on potty training. So now you've got all these moms down your throat. How's it going? Were they ready? You've got this sanctimonious thing going on. And now what happens to you? Oh my God, pee in the potty. Cause you get freaked out, right? Now, I'm not going to pee on the potty if that's all you are with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's pre- that pressure. That's the number one. That's why I'm so against those three-day boot camps because it's like that. Who, it's a we're ta- we're dealing with a two or three-year-old. That's a lot of pressure for a little one. Mm-hmm. And what about with accidents? We know that kids will have accidents sometimes. What's the best way to handle those without? you know, impeding what's the progress that's made. So I always say in the first week, there aren't accidents. Those are all learning tools. So they're not accidents. You have, you know, we got to give the kid a chance to learn. So it's very frustrating to me that when a child's learning to walk, we support them. We hold their hands. We give them a huge learning curve. We don't judge other moms. It happens at nine months. It happens at 17 months. We don't, right? Mm -hmm. And then potty training, everybody's down your throat about how long it should take and and whether or not they're having an accident. So I think, you know, if you think of the first week, accidents are them falling and tripping. And it's amazing to me how so many people in the general population won't give kids a learning curve. When have you ever learned a new skill and not made a mistake? So we don't look at those as accidents. Beyond that, you want to look at accidents that are are they justifiable? So did you run at one extra errand? Did you keep them? Were they up past their bedtime? Did you ask them to hold it and they couldn't hold it? Was something very exciting? Did you have the feel? Oh my God, if I had a dime for every time a mom told me this, I would be so rich. I felt like they had to pee, but I didn't prompt them and I, I waited too long. You know what I mean? Trust your intuition. If you feel like they've got to pee, I can almost guarantee they have to pee. So that's the next step is you want to look and you don't, you want to do something about it. You don't want to say like, oh, you know, you want so that it keeps happening. You want to fix that in yourself or in them. And then the next thing is I always say, don't tell children it's okay. So it's our, in, our instinct is like, oh, it's okay. Because the toddler mind is like, it's okay. I can keep doing this. Right? So I always say, you know, um, oh, you know, you can reflect back what happened. You didn't make it in time. Next time I'm sure you'll make it to the potty because you're learning and you're doing great. So we want to keep that support but with a firm voice. And I just say, don't, don't say it's okay. And then if the accidents continue, you definitely have to look and you have to start assessing, you know, am I getting a, you know, there's kids who do FUPs in the timeout. Like you, if you go to punish them, they give you a P as a revenge. So, you know, we can get into behavior, but that's behavior. And then that's, you have to address that in your own way. And what I say is I don't feel comfortable giving anybody a disciplinary measure, but if you take it out of potty training. So if you're a kid, you know, sat at the kid in, in the at the couch and looked at you right in the eye and dumped water on your couch. What would you do? Because if you feel like you're getting a revenge pee, that's what's happening. So whatever you would do outside of potty training, like pee and poop, we all get so scared of causing psychological damage, which is so weird. It doesn't happen. But 
oh my God, we can't, we can't be firm. We can't be, you know, like, yeah, if your kid's looking right at you and peeing on your floor, they're telling you something and you need to reply in that way. Okay. okay. Um, so what my doctor has told me, and I don't know if this is right or not, but um, he is a big proponent of using the seats that go on top of uh, a normal adult toilet rather yeah. than a separate potty share or something sure. like that. Because um, the argument is when you go out to Target or you go to the grocery store, if they're potty trained on their separate little potty, they're going to freak out once they see like, well, it's, I can't go in this big adult potty. This is a strange foreign potty. So I want to know what are your thoughts on what, how do you weigh on on that? Not to, not to go, not to say your doctor is being silly, but your doctor is being silly. You have a toilet <laughs> in your home, right? That your right. child's seen you use. So a toilet is not foreign. Right. Like your kid's not gonna be like, oh, what is this thing? I don't know. Oh. Um, I do love the inserts just because they're easy and I would always offer both. My feeling is why wouldn't we support your child and why would we support them in being independent as soon as possible with this? So, you know, your child's, a, your child's not even older. Your child's perfectly within the age range. So, you know, we have a two and a half year old here in a porcelain room with tile and a step stool going by themselves. That doesn't make any sense because that's kind of dangerous, right? So with the potty chair, they can go by themselves. So I want to set the child up for independence as long as possible. There are going to be kids who are afraid of the bathroom in Target. It's not because of the toilet. It's because of the Dyson hand dryers that are exactly their size, going off like mad. The room's live. There's toilets flushing. There's people. They're gross. You're going to be upset because you're like, don't touch that. <laughs> that's why Stop kids reaching in there. <laughs> yeah, that's why kids are going to be freaked out at Target. Um, I have never, there are very few nevers in this business, and I have never had a kid get weird and keep using the potty chair beyond. There's just a very natural flow. And I also think in the very first week, you have like a second to get that kid to the potty. You're playing in the living room and your bathroom's all the way across the house. You're not going to make it. So the, with the first week or so, you want to be carrying that potty chair with you room to room. Okay. Yeah. Can you and go over? Is, though, I, oh. would, I would say don't get, don't get a potty chair. They have these ones now that flush and have bells and whistles. Just get like a baby Bjorn. Just the most basic potty chair ever. The Japanese robot toilet. <laughs> I've never seen that. After a while, you can't even keep up with the nonsense. Are there any other common mistakes that parents make when potty training? You could clue us um, in on? Or? I would say the, the most common mistakes I see is I'll put the potty chair out so they can get used to it. That's a big, that's a big one. What happens there is... There's a couple of things. One of the things I'm all about, I call myself a real world potty trainer. And when I run workshops in my book and when I speak on podcasts like this, I want you to just be in the right headset, head space about this. And so there's like a lot of fantasy. Like if you really don't think your child's ready to potty train, I don't care if you wait, but if you're waiting for this magical day that they're going to do it by themselves and you don't have to do this, then it's my job to say, oh no, sweetie, that's not going to happen. And so I feel like put the potty chair out to get used to it is in that zone. I'm just going to put it out. They might start using it and then I don't have to do this. And the reality is they don't have to get used to it. You're not going to let them play in the toilet water, are you? 
to get used to the toilet? No, right? Because that's a container for fecal matter. The problem is when you put it out for when they get used to it is that it loses its magic. It becomes a step stool, a crayon storage, a basketball net, a stroller, a hat. It becomes everything but a potty chair. Then you say poop in it and they're like, I'm not going to poop in that. That's my toy. Mm. You know? So I'd say that's probably the biggest mistake. And then most of, like I said, the big mistake I ask people not to do is if your child's requesting a diaper to poop in, that needs to be attended to because that's a really, it's, it's really hard to fix, very hard to fix. And it will go on for a very long time. I have kids that get kicked out of school for that. So like actual school, like first grade. So it's, that's the one thing I say, please just don't do that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else. You know, mostly it's, it's more these sound bites, like boys are harder to train than girls, those kinds of things that I try to correct in the general populace. So we touched on it before, but beyond your book, um, you have the team of potty trainers that offer classes and the one-on-one consultations and all that. So can you give us um, and our listeners a little bit more information if they are looking for some more help with potty training? Yeah, absolutely. Go to jamieglowacki.com and and they're all listed. It's under find an expert and they're, they're just listed there and you can go to their websites and see their services. Everybody offers kind of a little something different. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, I don't do too, I take really difficult cases now. So once in a while I'll do like a live chat on Facebook or I just ran a group last month on Facebook, but if I'd say join the Facebook page too, because we're always highlighting who's having specials, who's running groups or whatever. Awesome. And is there any excerpts in the book that you would like to read? Oh no, it's just all so gold. I can't, <laughs> I can't find just one. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add? To no, our you know, uh, just you know, for anybody listening, for you guys, just it's not a measurement of your parenting. It really isn't. The more you can think of it as one more milestone, try not to get frustrated. I'd say lock in, forget. I want you to have a plan. I hope my book gives you a plan. Don't go on Facebook and try to get seventeen other people's plans, and then sink into your intuition. Just you know your kid. You know your kid way better than I know your kid. So. You know, and, and again, nothing's really horrible. If you need to, use, if you think your kid's going to jive with an M&M, I don't care. Like, I don't, I, there's, I don't give gold stars or anything for people who didn't use rewards, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that's just be calm and collected, have a plan and allow for the process. Allow, give your child a minute to learn. They're not going to, I'll have people email me. I've been potty training for three hours. This isn't working. Oh my God. Give them a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was really, really good information. Good. Right on. 